evening for all of my survivors and warriors out there. Um, I thank you for tuning in this evening. And I have had the pleasure of speaking with so many of you this week. Um, we here at v 2 are dedicated on turning victims to survivors. We are going to make it through this, and you are not alone. Tonight, I am joined by the founder of the Stop Domestic Violence Network. Excuse me. Um, this is Reverend Tim. He has been on several news broadcast stations. He has personally gone to victims' houses. He has helped them. He has done such an amazing job and dedicated his life to helping victims so they won't be suffering in silence anymore. And this radio station is for you guys to speak freely and openly and let everybody know what you've been through. Um, we do not discriminate. We do not... Excuse me one second. You can tell your story openly and honestly here. And by doing that, you will also help others become survivors. So... With that, I would like to introduce Reverend Tim. Are you with yes. us? Yes. Yes, I am, Anya. How are you doing this evening? Great. How are you? Doing good, doing good. It's been busy, um, you know, since the news broadcast and the uh, magazine article. We were featured in a magazine called Biker Dolls, and um, that was a fantastic article they did uh, with a very good friend of mine. Uh, John, who runs Biker Dolls, and also we are sponsored mm-hmm. tonight by Green Swamp Mafia. These guys are fantastic. Their website is www.greenswampmafia.com. They're here in Central Florida as well. And um, when you need a the, these are the guys I reach out to. They they are at. I'm not going to spill. They have their own story, but um, these guys are awesome, and they come out to help. And, and more than that, we have our Stop Domestic Violence Network event coming this Wednesday. Actually, it's every Wednesday the whole month of June, June 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th at Graffiti Junction, Graffiti Junction in Claremont, every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. for the whole month of June. And if I'm breaking wow. up here, ladies and gentlemen, it's my apologies, this headset. But um, pleasure to be here, Anya. So you're interviewing me, so go ahead and ask away. Thank you so much. Um, first, I want to thank you personally for this opportunity to have this radio station where we can speak freely and we can uh, open up about our experiences and we can help others. You literally saved me and helped me heal by being able to help others. And it's an amazing opportunity. So I'd like to thank you for that. My um, pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. So you started this. How did this come about? You started the Stop Domestic Violence Network. One man by himself. I imagine you with a cape on. I mean, what's going on? How did this come about? I mean, it feels like when I met you, you had such a persona and such a presence that, you know, I felt safe around you. And I want to know, where did you come from? How did this start? How did this come about to help others? Well, 
Very good question. Thank you for asking. Um, my passion started when I was a kid. Um, my dad was in a motorcycle club, and I used to hang out with him. He was like my best friend. You know, I called him dad, but, you know, he was more my best friend. And, um, you know, when you're in that community, you grow up by a code. You grow up by what your word is. If you give your word, you stick to it. You know, you don't put mm-hmm. your hands on a woman was the first, you know, rule of thumb in that right. in that club, I guess. A, a woman, your woman, any woman, you know, is, is a cherished vessel. You're supposed to cherish that woman and, and treat her softly. And, and no matter how strong she is, her cape mm-hmm. gets ripped and, and breaks down and she needs to be built up. And what I learned from my dad was never put your hands on a woman. I saw my mom freak out on my dad and, you know, throw pots and pans at him. And he just stood there with his hands in his pocket and said, I'll be outside. When you're done throwing (laughs) stuff, let me know when dinner's ready. Stuff like that. He had the best, most calm demeanor. But my dad was a big guy. He could have tore, you know, tore the house off the the frame. But he always kept his cool. And if it got too, too, too heated, he took himself out of that element. He went outside and just cooled off. Right, that's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. Yep. One thing I remember when I was a little kid, um, we were at my dad's friend's house, a very good friend of his. This guy was not part of the club at that time. And we were over there. It was me and my dad, this guy and his wife. And I remember they were drinking beer. And the guy started drinking something called a screwdriver. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently it's a mixed drink of uh, orange juice and vodka. And vodka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know and, that and drink. It, <laughs> this guy took it a little overboard. And I remember mm-hmm. my dad saying, you know, I got to hit the bathroom or the head or whatever. And I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, and this guy and his wife, he just now, how, grabbed Excuse her. me, how old were you? I was how probably old were you five. when this happened? I'm thinking okay. five years old. I was probably about five years old. And okay. um, this guy, when my dad went to the bathroom, this guy just snapped and started beating his wife right in front of me. And oh. I, I, that was the first incident I've ever seen, and I froze. I couldn't scream. I, I couldn't move. I was trying to yell for my dad, but nothing was coming out, and I just locked up. I literally froze up. And when my dad came out of that bathroom, it I just saw a flash run by me. And I think he was more upset that this guy was doing this in front of me. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. he let that guy have it. He knocked him out. Knocked him clean wow. out, took care of business, if you want to say that. And um, mm-hmm. he he let it be known to that man, don't ever put your hands on a woman again. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember I ran over and helped the lady up. And my dad, you know, dragged the guy outside. And I don't know what he did to him out there, but he didn't come back in. And then we left. And my dad was more concerned that I went catatonic. And I remember just freezing 
and locking up. And my dad had to, you know, console. When we got home and my mom heard about it, she freaked out, of course. And then my dad, I just, I just gravitated towards him. You know, he, he, he was Superman to me. And then he always mm-hmm. just, just taught me, you never put your hands on a woman. So that's where it was ingrained. But, you know, there's so many stories between then and starting the organization and helping and just having that heart to help and to serve, which is something God gave me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then getting into ministry and doing different things and, you know, still riding motorcycles. Uh, I said, you know, Lord, this is, this is the right direction. This is what I'm built to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what I'm going to dedicate my life to do. And um, that's where we're at today. It's been a few years. Uh, We're we're still kind of new. We're, you know, uh, as far as incorporated, it's only been two years, going on three years. But we've been doing this kind of undercover for a while, for a while. But um, Wow, that's amazing. I want you. We have a Uh caller on the line. So oh, we do. let me see who this is, but give me one second. I want sure. Bear with me one second, but go ahead. Keep talking. Tell us about Anya so, and how long Anya's been on the radio, and and I'll well, be right back. Anya, go ahead, start. let me see. Um, how I can I help you? Wow, it's a long story. Hello? I have been. Hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Caller, you're live. Can you say your first name, caller? Hi, my name is Michelle. Michelle, we've been waiting for you. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for calling us. So excited to have you on. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. So here's what I'm going to do, ladies, because, Michelle, we've been (laughs) waiting for you. I'm not important. I'm not a radio guy. So I want... (laughs) to turn this back over to Anya. Anya and Michelle, you guys have at it. I'm going to mute myself and step away. And um, please just just go. Just go. This is, you know, our biggest thing here is no more suffering in silence. It, it, it's time that Amen. this code of silence gets broken. We mm-hmm. really, really, really need to just stop this. It just needs to stop. Yes. It does. And, it does. You know, the organization mm-hmm. is called Stop Domestic Violence Network, and STOP is an acronym. It stands for Severe Trauma and Oppressive Punishment. That all has to stop now. So, again, ladies, Michelle and Anya, I'm going to back up. I'm going to mute the phone. Please have at it. Enjoy your show. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Tim. Okay. So, Michelle, you still with me, honey? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Like I said, thank you for calling. And I was speaking with you briefly before the show, um, and you were telling me a little bit about your story. And it's amazing. And I really think that others need to hear your story. It will give them such empowerment. And, well, I'll let them judge for themselves. So, Michelle, can you tell me what happened and what brings you to victims to survivors? I have uh, just recently moved out of a home that I shared with my husband. 
May would be two years that we were married. Um, mm-hmm. We've been together for three, a total of three years, but I've known him for seven years. Uh, we worked at the same school together. And so I thought I knew him. I thought I knew what type of person he was. He seemed like somebody I would love to be in a relationship with. Um, mm-hmm. He helped me through a couple hard times um, as a single mother. And so I there was trust there. And at one point, um, three years ago, we started talking and started a relationship. And uh, like you said, it, it starts with emotional and verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, early on in our relationship, he would start speaking of other women that he had previous relationships with. And part of that is, you know, learning each other's history. But there was always something strange and uncomfortable where he would talk about these women like he still wanted them in his life. Like, mm. they still wanted him. It was like he was trying so he to let me know. Jealous. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It was emotional. I would have hurt feelings. I would be crying. He would say, believe me, they're not in my life. I want you. You're, you're an angel sent from God to me. Mm-hmm. Everything I wanted to hear. I was the love mm-hmm. of his life that he had waited for. And it would, then it would start going back and forth. About every five or six weeks, he would have severe mood swings. And even if things were going great at home, he would find something to argue about. Mm. Either I didn't make dinner on time, or he was so much busier than I was, um, where he worked a full-time job, and I Mm -hmm. had also had my own full-time job and four children who are from previous marriages. Um, mm-hmm. beautiful children, but the time I spent with my children, he was very jealous of. And I told mm-hmm. him many times, parenting is a full-time job, and you have to know that. As, and it's a hard as job. A, yes, it's it, it's never-ending. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yep. and you have to be there for your children. And mm-hmm. especially in today's day and age, when you marry into mixed marriages and there's children from previous marriages, you need to be understanding yes. of that. And I mm-hmm. thought he was um, because he works with youth in our area. And mm-hmm. just when these things started happening, I was so shocked. And by then, I was emotionally caught up. I was in love with him. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have financial, you know, I wanted to share a financial future for my children so I didn't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And I just, I trusted so and you fell in love with this guy, and he was, okay, so at this point, after you fell in love with him, he had already been mm-hmm. emotionally abusive towards you. Were there any red mm-hmm. flags? Were there any, anything that you noticed, but you said, ah, it'll oh, change, yeah. it'll be different. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. I have a whole list of red flags, and, you know, going into a new relationship, and I had been single for six years, and being kind-hearted, I overlooked them. I just simply overlooked mm-hmm. them. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, that just happened because of this. That just happened because of this. Exactly. That just happened because of this. We're just that adjusting happened. as a family. Yes, 
that happens as victims, we start making excuses and yeah. thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said this, or maybe it's my fault. I mean, no, it's, he'll change. No, that doesn't happen, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring that point up. Yeah, no, it's, that's very, that's a very important um, point that you made. A lot of the red flags are things like this. Um, like I said, he talked about other women in an unusual mm-hmm. way, not just to inform me, but to make me feel jealous. Um, right. He would control conversations. He had to mm-hmm. have the control. He would say what he wanted to say. Even if I had a question during the conversation, I was cut off, told to shut mm-hmm. up, told yep. that he wanted to say what he wanted to say, and then at the end, of course, he would walk away. Of course, because um, he doesn't want to hear what you have to say because right. you have no right to feel anything. They take away your right feel anything mm-hmm. in my career. They do. They At do. They're very, very controlling. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. Yep. They're very, very controlling. They're master manipulators. Master mm-hmm. manipulators. Um, uh, like Which I said is another red flag. Me, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Told me I was the love of his life very early on in our relationship. Um, that's very, that's, that's a huge red flag to me. People, I get that, you know, people kind of know sometimes when when you love someone, but if they start saying those things early on, they're, they're in it for other reasons. They're in it to, I feel like from what I've been through, they're in it to manipulate you, to control you. They want to yes. tell you everything that you want to hear. Yeah. Um, and you go from there. They know that you're already caught up in emotional, in the emotional part of it. Um, yeah. Another thing I noticed, he's got really dark eyes sometimes, very dark, very, his eyes are blue, um, but at times they were so dark and so piercing, no emotion, that's a huge red flag, um, okay. no warmness to him, right. it was, it was yep. cold, it was no real emotion, if I came home with good news, oh, I'm really happy for you. I mean that was the extent of it. Right. Not that was the not a, of it. not a smile, not I mean just a, you know the emoji of the forced smile. That is right. That is how their expression is. Now, um, did he ever did this relationship ever? You said you had four children. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as Reverend Tim just stated, he witnessed something as a child that was devastating to him, and it changed his life forever, and it changed it for good. But a lot of abusers tend to go through something in their childhood and they don't turn out so good. Reverend right. Tim turn it out, turn it to something positive and he's helping others. God bless him for that. But exactly. there are abusers out there that experience something in their childhood that is traumatizing and they become abusers. Did your four kids ever witness or hear him saying, you know, talking bad to you or did they ever say, Hey mom, why is this guy treating you like this? Yes. And that's the hardest yeah. part for me to cope with is mm-hmm. they would see me, they would hear him talking to me in a hor using horrible language, mm-hmm. you know, telling me I'm a horrible mother and mm-hmm. my kids are straight A students involved in school activities, very kind hearted, responsible children and he would call them monsters he would tell me that I cater too much to my children Um, I mean just the way he talked to me 
telling me to shut up and then he would leave for weekends at a time and I would cry, sit and cry myself to sleep and they would come up to me and say, mom, it's not worth it. It, He doesn't deserve you. And as a mother, that's horrible to have your children see that and witness that, that, that is emotional abuse on the children. Emotional abuse. Yep. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I wanted there to be a reason for his behavior and yes, my husband was um, sexually abused as a child and it went on for several years. And I think from what I've learned about um, narcissistic personality disorder, which is very common in domestic violence abusers, that's a very common thing is they had a very strong tragedy happen to them Mm -hmm. uh, that, that creates them into this person that feels it's okay to abuse others. And it's right. huge. It's widely spread. It yes, we are going to get into that later. Yes, it does, Michelle. And later on in the show, um, maybe a few shows down the line, because that's a very heavy topic, narcissist abuse. And my abuser mm-hmm. was narcissistic, and he was psychopathic. Now, guys, I'm not talking about psychopathic like you see in the movies, Mike Myers with the knife. No, no, no. It's not that. If you look at psychopathic, um, these people are very similar to narcissists, and we will get into that later on in the show. But what Michelle is bringing up is a huge, huge deal. There is different branches of domestic violence. And people think just because I never got hit, it's not domestic violence. No, it is. Domestic violence is also emotional abuse. Emotional abuse, in my opinion, the scars take way longer to heal. The damage takes way longer to repair. It takes years for people to get over emotional abuse. So don't ever think that just because you weren't physically hit by your partner that it's not abuse because it is, and it needs to be addressed. And you do have a voice, Michelle, and you are important, and you are going to make a difference. And Mm -hmm. I I just want you to know that, and I'm sure that as you've studied narcissists and abuse and all of that, you realize that what your kids were telling you is true. You are better. And, And that's not for you to, you know, anything that he told you was a reflection of himself. He's trying to put you down to make himself feel better. And that's what abusers thrive off of. That's what they live off of. They're, in a sense, monsters. So Mm -hmm. you are doing an amazing job from what you told me. Can you tell everybody what happened with your son? I mean, he just graduated. And what were you saying? Thank you. Um, he, my son goes to just left a middle school, and it happens to be the same school where my husband works. And mm-hmm. uh, it was his award day, the final day of school, and um, he earned many awards in academics. He's in orchestra, plays the cello um, in four different sports that he excelled at. And he ended up earning, earning I'm going to say, because it was a year-long process, Students of the Year, and I just wow. sat there. That's what life is all about. Is congratulations to you. Thank you. And I was baby so boy. so proud of him. With yes. all of the stuff we had going on in our personal lives, and he was mm-hmm. strong enough to still maintain respect in himself, respect in his school, and respect in his classmates, and earn an award mm-hmm. like that. 
I there's my heart mm-hmm. just burst open and flooded down my face. <laughs> right. And what does that tell you as a mom? That tells oh. you, hey, I did pretty good. Look at this, despite yeah. everything. Now, <laughs> you know, you did an amazing job, and kudos to you, and congratulations Thank to baby you. boy. He's on the right track. And I'll call Thank him baby you. boy because he's always going to be your baby. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Like, done amazing. You're doing amazing. And you did Thank get out you. of the situation, and you did get away. Am I correct? Like, how, how did yeah. you get away from your abuser? Well, it was people are scared. I, mm-hmm. it, is, it is. And I consider myself a pretty strong person emotionally. I have good emotional intelligence, I feel. But I, mm-hmm. I was in the position that I never thought I would be in. I was in love with somebody who was abusing me, and I knew it was mm-hmm. wrong. But I wanted my marriage to work so bad that I kept making excuses. And I've read that it takes someone seven or eight times of something very serious to happen before they will mm-hmm. even think to leave. And I, anybody yep. out there that's listening, I urge you, don't wait that long. Don't, it's not mm-hmm. going to get better. It is not going to no. get better. It gets right. worse and worse and worse. And if I... Like I tell people, if I can help one person get away from an abusive relationship, if and then the next person gets helps one person get away, we can stop this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can we join can. forces and stop this. But I had a plan. I had to save mm-hmm. money, and mm-hmm. I told my kids to start packing things that wouldn't be noticed. And I found an apartment that I could afford. And I had my my place of work came and helped me. There, five people came in with their trucks, and we loaded everything up and got out in two wow. days while he was gone. And it, it just worked wow. perfectly. Now, I do want to say I was trembling and shaking and scared the entire time. But yes. you know what? Yes. I made it, and I got out. And even then, when I got to my own apartment, I thought I was going to feel such a relief, such a mm-hmm. good free feeling I'm You're still so coping mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. coping with the emotional abuse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this has just been six months for me so it's still it's still fresh and it, right. it has taken therapy but there are local organizations too that I have turned to that will help you find counselors they'll help you with therapists they'll help you with housing they'll help you with talking to people about financial assistance if you need it. So, you know, I I felt so alone because, ironically, my husband works with a lot of these organizations in our community, and I didn't trust Mm -hmm. people. But once I started talking to them, they know full well that this is wrong, and they started making me realize, you know what, I am right. I am right in in knowing that this is wrong because they can they manipulate you so badly that you yes. think it's okay. You they think yes. they have you thinking and that you, it's okay for them to do this every once in a while. And you get used to it. And yes, it's 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 almost scary because to everyone listening out there, um uh, my personal experience is that when I didn't have that around anymore and it's only been 2 weeks for me. I am fresh out of this. My bruises are Mm -hmm. still healing. And when he wasn't here anymore, I did have that freedom feeling. I felt like, wow, I feel so much better now. But I felt weird. 
I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, there's nobody here calling me names and there's nobody here putting mm-hmm. me down and, and yelling at me and I'm not walking on eggshells. Wait a minute, where's my eggshell? You yeah. start freaking <laughs> out because, yeah, you sort of like don't, you're not used to the peace and, and you're not used to it. And uh, then comes the healing. You have to self-talk and take out those words that he said to you. And you have to better yourself, what you're doing. You got out of that situation. Step one, I mean, like I told you earlier off air, he knocked you off of a pedestal that you were on, and he knocked Mm -hmm. your crown off. And you got right back up on that pedestal, and you're fixing your crown like the queen Mm -hmm. that you are. So don't, you know, you're going to have time. You're going to need time to repair and heal, but know that it's going to get better. We are here for you at V2S. Stop Domestic Violence Network. We're here for you. Your local organizations are helping you out. You still have your children. God bless them, and I wish you the very best. Um, But before I let you go, is it okay if I share that post that you posted, which prompted me to message you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. When I was on my social media, um, Michelle had posted, I'm subscribed to very a lot of pages, um, one of them being a narcissist abuse page, and she posted something that was so wow that I just had to call her, and this is what she said. It's word for word, some of the texts and words my husband has said to me. Almost every single one. I lived this for two years before moving out last November. Besides being pulled across the bed by my sweatshirt, threatened three separate times that he wishes he could beat the living crap out of me, and I changed the word, shoved several times, he's broken things, he's left me on the side of the road, flipped me off as he sped away in his flashy car, kept money from me, took my, took my money happily, left me for days, at a time with no indication of where he was going, maintained contact with several disrespectful exes, yet I had to cut all ties with friends who cared about me. He belittled me, accused me of loving my children too much, and he said that's one of my favorites, of course. (laughs) She also said that this goes on and on. I have evidence to support my facts. He has no evidence of the things he has accused me of because they are making up They are his made-up lies. And then you said, this is what got me. If I can help one, in capital letters, person to get out of an abusive relationship like this, I will be happy. Leave at the first capital letters sign. Leave. You will thank yourself for being strong. There are people who care. You are so amazing. For writing that <laughs> and for saying that. And I want to thank you on behalf of V2S, Brother Tim, the, all the victims and survivors out there. Thank you so much for being an inspiration and being so strong. And with four kids, you're my hero. Thank you so much. Thank you. You, you have equally inspired me. You guys are just amazing. I mean, I can feel the support and the love just even yeah. over the phone. It's it's yes, amazing. We love you. Thank you. Michelle, um, this is Brother yeah. Tim again, Reverend Tim, sorry. Your story is fantastic and you are a survivor. For you, you to have the wherewithal to put money away for mm-hmm. yourself and your children, to get yourself and your children 
away from the monster. <clears throat> you see, mm-hmm. w- when we're kids, we see monsters as things under the bed, something in the <laughs> right. closet, you know, something, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a shadow over there. Oh, my goodness. No. You know, mm-hmm. we have locks on our doors to keep monsters out, per se, right? Mm-hmm. To keep bad people mm-hmm. out. What happens when that bad person is on the inside? It's next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, you know, people people see our lives as, oh, you got a nice house, you got good jobs, you got four beautiful children, happy couple, till that door shuts. That's mm-hmm. where the narcissistic comes in. That's where the psychopathic or bipolar or whatever other disorders mm-hmm. they may be dealing with untreated mm-hmm. because a mm-hmm. lot of people go untreated. So I'm not mm-hmm. harping or, or, or belittling anyone that's going through treatment. That's not what I'm saying. A lot mm-hmm. of people are untreated with mental disorders and they right. lash out at people closest to them. I'll give you an example. A lot of abusers go through the three R's, okay? And, mm-hmm. and from taking educational courses and different things and sitting in so many counseling sessions with people, I realized, yes, the victim needs help to become a survivor, okay? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the abuser doesn't get any help. No. There's no correction. There's, exactly. They just get pulled apart. They marinate. Mm-hmm. They stew. And if they don't get their mm-hmm. their previous victim back, they go to the next victim. A new one. Yep. A new And they victim. destroy exactly. someone else's life. Mm-hmm. That's it why is it's a, so important in this. It's, yes. When we were speaking earlier, I can't believe that there isn't a punishable sentence of some kind there are these people that are not seeking help or don't get help are continuing on to the next person it's not right in the united kingdom it was a law passed and i have um people on social media from the uk a law was passed just a few months ago that if anybody emotionally abuses their spouse they will be imprisoned for five years. Of course, I'm sure they have to have evidence, but it's a law now that they will go to jail. I wish that they would put that here in the United States. I do too. I've looked at the statistics, and I've looked at the numbers, and do you know that there are more than 20,000 calls per day for domestic violence? 20,000 calls. That's per day. Now, if you want to break that down to minutes, I have it here. Hold on a second. Every minute, 20 people are physically assaulted by their inmates, by their, by their intimate partners. Well, so, now, think about this. Hold on now. That's mm-hmm. for the people that actually make the call. Call. Right. Exactly. And, so Michelle, something, mm-hmm. Michelle, you touched on something that it usually takes seven times. Yeah. It's more like seven to ten times before someone realizes, oh, my goodness, there's a problem. Yeah. And I would agree because the first few times I didn't call anybody. No. Nope. I just went You're in my room and cried. 
Do you know why? Because you feel, and this is true, you feel, oh, he must have been, no, he couldn't have done that to me. No, no, he was upset with yeah, someone mm-hmm. else, and I just happened to be home. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where the abuser wants their victim. I'm not saying man, woman, because some men get abused too. And yep. I'm saying the victim is a victim. They are a victim uh-huh. of a crime. It's a crime. Right. Yeah. But it is a yeah. silent crime. Yeah. Who wants to go to, you know, if they live in an affluent area, they have a great job, uh, they're corporate executives, they don't want to go to work and, and speak to someone in, in HR and say that, I, I don't know how to tell you that I'm being abused. Mm-hmm. But right. they're making six figures. They live in this house. They're driving this type of car. And they're in the community. How do they go mm-hmm. about breaking that silence? They feel guilty. No, you're right. not guilty. Not at all. It is a psychosomatic right. problem. Because truth be told, the abusers go through what we call the three R's. Okay. And, and, and again, God bless you for being a survivor. You did what 90% of the population can't do. You got away. Okay. <laughs> Ahead of time, before he killed you, let's say, or uh, yeah. started beating yep, your before children. Before I got worse. You know, it, it, it could have went to, hey, mom's not around, come here. And that happens a lot. But right. again, the abusers go through the three R's. The three R's are remorse. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Please forgive me. Then they go into the recovery stage. The charm kicks in, the flowers, the gifts, the cooking dinner, the going out. This is all why the bruises are still not healed. He becomes, right. or the, I, I stop saying he, the abuser becomes such a charming individual and so lovable mm-hmm. and has so much love to give. Right. But then something snaps and that abuser goes to the third R, which is retaliation. Right. And that third R is where it gets dangerous. That third yeah. R is look what you did to me. You called the cops or you did this or, or you get me so angry. And there it is again. That monster comes from under the bed per se or out of the closet and it's stronger this time it never mm -hmm. gets weaker and and both of you I commend both of you for surviving but I have to ask did the monster get weaker or stronger stronger every time stronger every time every single time and somewhere someone in this world is listening to this broadcast and they're hoping that the monster is going to get weaker and then it'll eventually stop without the proper help. It's not gonna. And the thing is, is that with my abuser, he, I I let him know, I looked up. Okay. He had left me. This was after the second time he left me. Like you said, it takes about seven or eight times. Well, guess what? I took him back six, Now, the second time after he left me, I was left scratching my head, thinking, 
What did I do? I fed him. I took him to and some work. I did everything I could. I like, he laid there like a king all day while I ran around busting my ass, and he still wasn't happy. So here's what I thought. I started looking. Why? Why did this happen? And I realized that he was a narcissist. I looked it up. He fit the description perfectly. Now, these people are undiagnosed. They're not aware of it. So me, being the caring, loving person that I am, was scared to approach him about it. But I did. I approached him about it, and I told him, hey, this is what you do to me. I read him the description. And he said, what are you reading that to me for? I said, because I just described you. And now that is called a narcissist. You have a disorder that I can get you counseling. We can go together. I gave him several options. We can go to church. We can do this. He was in what? What happened, Michelle? Tell me what happened when I told him that. He, I would imagine he was in complete denial. And Absolutely, 100% denial. They don't get help, brother Tim, because they're in denial. Who, me? Have something wrong with me? No, you're the problem. You're the crazy one. So now here we are, like, well, maybe I am crazy. Maybe it is me. So then we start doubting ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's where the problem comes in, self-doubt, because they get into your head so badly, and they make you believe, yeah, guess what? I, I guess I am crazy. So they don't get help, and they're not going to get help. These abusers are going to stay this way because they they don't want to get help. They don't want to get better. They don't think they have a problem. And guess what? Us normal people who are now victims and survivors, we realize that, yeah, guess what? They did have a problem. It's not us. We're normal. But now, like Brother Tim said, we're left with the aftermath of the destruction that they caused in our lives. You had a beautiful house, right, Michelle? Yes. A beautiful now, We're in the progress of building a beautiful addition, and I will never live there. It's not even completed. Mm-hmm. So I put all that time and energy and money and love into building a beautiful home that he already had another woman there. He had another unbelievable. woman there last week. A woman wow. that had ruined three relationships now. His three marriages have all been ruined because he keeps going back to this. I'm not even going to call her a woman because she obviously has no respect for herself. Wow. Unbelievable. And so did you see her in your home? Yes. I went there to pick up a box because I knew he was gone, but there was a strange car in the driveway and the door was Mm. wide open. And I walked in and I could not believe my eyes. Well, actually I knew it was going to happen, but not that soon. Wow. Because up until... Yeah. I took a picture of her in my home and I asked her to leave. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't. So I grabbed my, I took my box. I did call the police to have it on file that I was there, that I took a box. Always, another important thing, always protect yourself. Call the police. I was told so many times if I called the police, then, then our marriage was over. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If calling the police is going to end our marriage, then, then you deserve to have no marriage. Right. Because a man should never, well, it can happen to a man, too, from a woman, so I'm not saying yeah. that, but an abuser should never, a person should never tell another human being, if you call the police, we're done. That's a threat. Oh, I got That's told true. in my last place, yeah, that, that's a threat. I got told yeah. in my last place, if you call the cops, 
because <clears throat> where I lived was like a really quiet little, you know, community with all older people, 90 and up. I'm talking about these people mm-hmm. can't even walk, but they could hear my business. They could hear him yelling at me. They could hear me mm-hmm. screaming for help when he hit me. And I got told by my landlord, if you call the cops one more time, you're in the street. Okay. I got mm-hmm. told that by my landlord. So yeah, people do make you scared and they threaten you. Don't call the cops. They intimidate you, and they and yeah. And then when you reach out for help, they don't really help you. Cause what did the cops do to you, Michelle? No, they they actually this instance, they said if she if he gave her the key and asked her to take care of the dogs while he was gone, she has a right to be there in my home. In my home, that I'm still legally married to him, and up until two weeks ago, we were still working on our marriage. We were still working on therapy. And when he refused to get help with his violence, and he was, again, pinpointing everything at me, that I have anxiety problems beyond belief, I mm-hmm. said, enough, enough, I'm done. So mm-hmm. Unbelievable. He, he still had his wedding ring on on Wednesday, and on Friday there was another woman at our home. Mm. Wow. Ouch. Mm. And that's yeah. going to take time to heal also. Um, yeah. But you have to remember these people, they have no, they never, you know, it never occurred to me, but they have no emotion. They have no empathy. They have no feeling. So they can no. literally run you over with their car, sleep with you the night before, run you over with their car and keep it moving. Like they mm-hmm. don't care. So this is something that we have to deal with. And this is why we're here to help each other through this process because, and, and what I want to do, and Brother Tim, and I'm sure you do also, Michelle, is prevent this from happening to someone else. Because whoever's calling in now is already a victim, is already have been through, you know, abuse and emotional, mm-hmm. and they're healing. They're in the healing process. They need help. We got to reach the people also that are going through it, that are maybe scared to call for help. We need to reach them before it gets to that point. And like you said, which was very important, don't wait until the second or third or fourth time. No. Right. First time it happens, you're done. You have to be strong enough to say you're done. And a lot yeah. of people don't do it for my reason was financial. I'm still mm-hmm. in a situation where I cannot afford to take care of myself financially and my children, but God has opened doors for me. And, and that is going to be amazing. You know, it's just, I just have to be patient yeah. and wait, but you know, don't, don't do things for, for any other reason, but your safety, you have to stay safe. You have to stay strong, especially if you have children and your mm-hmm. children are doing great from what it sounds like. Yeah, so they awesome. really are. I'm so, so proud of them. They, they make me proud every single day in one way or another. Every no, single day. Sure. Awesome. Michelle, with yeah. your children, do you see a difference in their behavior since you've gotten away? Okay, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> but <laughs> the day we got all of our stuff moved into our apartment, my second daughter, who is 17, looked at me and she said, we're free. Oh, my gosh. And I just, I started bawling. I had a smile Aww. on my face, but I was bawling through tears. Yeah. Because for a child, a child should never have to think we're free. Yeah. Well, it's Michelle, think. think about this. Mm-hmm. The monster under the bed 
was in the house, you know, mm-hmm. in your room. The monster yeah. was mm-hmm. was your husband. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that child, when, you know, children go through it, it is so mm-hmm. much. Let, let, let's look. When children go through it, it is magnified a hundred times. So mm-hmm. the yelling that you heard was a hundred times louder, was amplified to your mm-hmm. children. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, why is he so mad? It's, why is he yelling at my mom like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mom, mom is mom. She's so sweet. She's so loving. She does everything mm-hmm. for us. How can he do that? That's yeah. what the children hear. That's what they absorb. And tr- <clears throat> right. right. And children and that, also. that was my biggest, I'm sorry. That was my mm-hmm. biggest motivator is, you know, I, like I said, I consider myself a pretty strong person, but I know right from wrong and there's no way I would stay in a relationship like this. Um, I did. And I stayed far too long. I should have, my biggest regret is not leaving the very first sign. And that's why I wrote what I wrote today. Leave at the very first sign. It is not going to get better. But my children... I could see they started withdrawing, they started uh, being quieter, not enjoying life, not laughing like we used to. I wasn't laughing like we used to. We used to dance in the middle of the living room. We used to do funny, fun things. And after one of the biggest arguments we had, and John left for the weekend, and I... uh, sat crying on the couch for a couple of days. I got a message from my second daughter and she, it was about three pages long and it said, you don't deserve this. We can see how bad you're hurting. And I, I just, ball, I just bawled that that's when I knew that I had to get out of that situation, but it still took me another year to, mm-hmm. to get strong enough and brave enough. And that's that's another thing, too. The more episodes that I allowed to happen, the weaker I became and the the more mm-hmm. it broke me down. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, in hindsight, I wish I could go back and I would have packed my stuff then and just left and just gone. Yes. So I, I believe that truly that the longer you stay, the more they break you down. And yeah, it's definitely. so hard to get away and you keep thinking well what's going to happen if I, if I break away what's going to happen to my kids what's going to happen to me am I making the right choice <clears throat> so you don't want to give up on this person you don't want to give up on the relationship and as you stated earlier right. you know it was your marriage you want to stick it out you want to try that's what marriage is about to us right yeah it's about them. making things work so I thought by exactly. staying there I was prioritizing my marriage and and trying to get it work but you know what at some point if they're not going to take any responsibility and get and get help for being abusive you Mm -hmm. you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves and you really can't that's important to say I'm glad you said that I'm so glad you said that and um I am so glad that you got away and that you have a happy ending and that now that you can be (laughs) You know, you set such an amazing role model 
for your children by doing so, by getting away, because they saw that, and they saw how strong you were to get away and how strong you are now. Wow. That's all I got to yeah. say. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, and God bless Thank you. you. And I, I pray nothing but the best for you, me and you are going to stay friends. And Thank you. And you inspire me, and I know that you inspire so many survivors out there now. You Thank inspire you so me much. as well. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for calling tonight, hon. Michelle, yes. thank you for calling in. Please like us on like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just keep in touch. We just Absolutely. want to know how you're doing. And, okay. and you know, we we're going to do this show um, weekly, a couple of days a week, just to touch base. And because this is an it's a never ending problem that it's an epidemic now, and um, mm-hmm. it's spreading like the plague. But we yeah. need people to hear stories such as yourself um, and how you got out because yeah. that monster just kept getting stronger. Yeah. So, yes. Michelle, please Thank keep in touch. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for calling in. And I will. Um, every day, the sun will shine. Don't forget that. Thank you so and much. Don't forget, you're not it's alone. It's nice to have a smile on my face. Good. Thank you. Bless both of you. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank Take you, care, Michelle. Is not going to be your last show because you have another one coming up this Thursday at 9 p.m. Uh, right here again on V2S. Yep, we're going to do Sundays and Thursdays because our events are Wednesdays this week, this month. Oh, right. So, right. Okay. Uh, Sundays and Thursdays to start. We'll see how it goes from there. If we got to add more, we add more. But great job, you know, reaching out to people. And, and again, this is your show. And we need you to reach people. You said something very important that, you know, you're new to this. It's only been a few weeks. Now, you've come a long way in a few weeks. And as long as you don't look back, you'll be okay. Motorcycles don't have reverse for a reason. Keep your eyes. Good point. If if you go backwards, you're going to go back to a problem. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. I mean, he left. And, like, all of these doors opened, and it was funny, and I'm going to tell everybody how I met you, was I was sitting here two days after he left. He was escorted out by the police. Um, Mm. But he left, and I was sitting here on my bed feeling sorry for myself, having a pity party, crying, boogers all over the place. It was really ugly. Anyway, Mm. um, I turned on the TV, and the broadcast, the news broadcast, local news broadcast came on and, and your segment was coming up after the commercial break. And all I saw was stop domestic violence. And I hadn't had the TV on all day. And as soon as it turned it on, your segment came on. I heard your story. I contacted you and here I am. So in two days, God works miracles. If you ask him, pray, look for help, seek guidance. Ask and you you shall receive. And uh, you know, we're out of time, but our website www.stop 
stopdomesticviolencenetwork.dv.net. Again, Stop Domestic Violence Network. We are here for you. No more suffering in silence. Well, Anya, great job. We will see you Thursday. And um, your listeners will be here for you. God bless. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much, listeners. Take care. Bye-bye. Give my life with no...